to communicate that uh, he and Brother Burns were meeting and they were talking. And, you know, I, I told him. I, I wasn't trying to be negative, but I said, well, Doug, I'm just going to tell you my experience and here's what it's been. And he totally ignored me. <laughs> we need for and so in January, uh, Pastor Mellon and Pastor Doug took the step, and they had spent a year in talking and planning and working through the logistics and the, the structural matters, and they merged the churches. And here we are now, 10 months later, almost 11, and uh, at least they're still together. The only thing separating them is, is Sue, Doug's wife, right now. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us, because not only uh, is it a merger of churches, but it's an, a merger of, of cultures that have come together. And uh, that, that's amazing to me, and I'm thrilled that God is doing that kind of an organic thing, and we want to celebrate it with you. So Doug and, and Melvin, come and be honest with us and shake us up a little bit, would you? Well, welcome to couple of days here, a couple of our speakers have uh, uh, mentioned that relationship is one of the biggest keys to ministry. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. And so, uh, Pastor Melvin and I, that's really why this works for us, is because it's a relationship that we have with one another. Uh, but we decided this morning we put some talking points together for the last couple of days. And uh, we want to uh, explain the merger to you, how it's going for us anyway. It's not a template for everybody, but it's what's working for us. And uh, we thought we would give you just a real brief bio of who we are. And uh, I grew up just outside of Detroit and kind of gravitated there as a young man. And uh, uh, late 50s, you know, peace, love, dope, all that stuff. And uh, became a heroin addict for about 20 years. Uh, Lived uh, homeless in the Cass Corridor, if anybody's familiar with that area of Detroit. Uh, got an all-expense uh, three-year paid vacation to a place called Jackson Penitentiary in the mid-70s. Uh, I didn't go back. I didn't like it very much. So, But uh, I went to a place called Detroit Team Challenge at that time. And uh, I met the Lord there. Yeah. Ended up uh, finally coming to... Uh, West Michigan Team Challenge to work for there for a number of years, became the men's supervisor. And uh, this little city of Muskegon Heights, which is kind of encompassed uh, by Muskegon proper, a uh, three square mile little city, uh, they've gone through what a lot of cities have gone through throughout the United States uh, uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. In Detroit, was white flight. It was no different here. Uh, out of the city, uh, big companies and corporations moving out, storefronts boarding up, poverty rising, crime rising, and uh, little city stole my heart. And uh, when I got there, my brother, Pastor Melvin, was the city manager when I first showed up. But I worked at Team Jones for a while and uh, met my wife, Sue, over there, Sue, which is a way to people. 
asked her to marry me two or three times. She finally said, okay. She said, if uh, April Fool's Day falls on a Saturday this year, and it was 1995, and it did. And so I'm still waiting for the other two to drop. You know, I was just in April Fool's Day. But uh, so we got married on April Fool's, uh, 1995, and started the ministry one year later. The Bible says for the first year of your marriage, you ought to concentrate on the wife. After that, it's about ministry. And I was one of those, and they they talked about that a little bit. I think it was uh, Dr. Ireland talked about that, or uh, or was it uh, was it you, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did that for a lot of years. Ministry was 24/7, and to neglect that. It took me a while to learn that. But anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But, uh, and then Pastor Melvin and I met uh, right away. We became friends. And over the years, we have been on different uh, prayer committees together, John 17 groups together. Uh, we've done outreaches together. And uh, anyway, that's how I got to the speaking house. Pastor Melvin? Um, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm from Muskegon Heights. And if you ever go to Muskegon, you won't. Fred, don't say Muskegon Heights. You say the Heights. If you ever find yourself there, um, Doug kind of explained the city. But um, uh, my parents are from the South, and I was raised in Muskegon Heights. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church. My father was head deacon in a traditional Baptist church. Um, I, I around sixteen or seventeen, I was done with church, uh, but um, I was a pretty good student. And so um, my goal was to leave Muskegon Heights and do something. Um, didn't think I was coming back there. Uh, then somewhere um, about a year after I school, I found out about this career called city management, and my goal became was to go back to Messina to be a city manager one day. Um, so um, I went back there, spent about 12 years there. Um, somewhere in the course of that, I got saved. Didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, gave my life to Christ. Uh, became a minister. Didn't know all those things were going to happen. Uh, a lot of things that I've done, but. Um, um, when people say, you know, like a lot of cities, you say Detroit or whatever, you have, you would not get emotion. Um, you heard bad things, you heard good things. But uh, I'm the same way about Muskegon Heights. Um, you know, in a humble way, I, I represent some of the good and some of the bad. I grew up there. Um, I love the city. Uh, but also, um, it's been rough at there times. I know what it's like. So um, uh, one of the things I think that um, attracted me to Doug's ministry even before we were partners, was people come into cities uh, like that and they come and go. And he's been there over 20 years, and um, I think that gave him a lot of credibility just over time. But um, again, my background was to be a um, city government. I was a city manager. That's when we first met. Um, and uh, I'm not good at autobiographical stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I was a city manager at the time, and that's, that's when we first met. And I've been pastoring. Um, oh, yeah, I should talk about being fired. So, uh, I was pastoring about uh, six months, and I was dual pastoring and city manager, uh, and they dog-walked me out of city hall one day, um, and uh, I was pastoring about, uh, gosh, uh, started pastoring in 2005, and Doug and I have been in um, uh, a group together again since about nine, ten years when he mentioned God's and the relationship. It's real important because it wasn't just... Uh, in this John 17 group together. We, um, twice a month, on Thursday week for two hours, and we don't share doctrine. We pray with each other, encourage each other. So we know about each other's families, um, struggles in ministry. Uh, we know a lot about each other. 
um, not just get together for a meal. Uh, so that's really um, what kind of built this relationship. Uh, when we knew it's become a friendship over the years. We talked about over the years how, I've, how many times our paths crossed. Um, the first time he came to City Hall, and I would never tell people I was a Christian because I kind of wanted to see how you folks act uh, when you when when came to deal with somebody in City Hall. But um, he mentioned a couple of times he um, came to City Hall, and we just we had good interaction. We ended up uh, knowing uh, some of the same people. Um, so we interacted a few times over the years before we really had grown the friendship. And uh, I was going to tell you something that he doesn't know, um, which is what did you have your motorcycle like for the 2004? We used to pray for you every Saturday. We had Saturday prayer. And you don't know, my brother used to come into your room. Yeah. My brother's a firefighter paramedic. He used to come into his room periodically. He'd be asleep and uh, check on you. Um, and uh, a couple of times I think you were there. And I don't know if you ever ran into him there. But he'd seen you a couple of times. He wouldn't come in. But uh, we'd pray for you every Saturday. And, uh, yeah. So, but um, this kind of just burst us uh, out. A real friendship, and uh, I say, you know, if you're thinking about going out and getting yourself a black guy, make sure it's a real friend, not just like, hey, let's get us a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're in a, uh, a little city that's 75 percent black, uh, African American, and uh, I'm a little white guy, and uh, so I go there, and uh, with my background, I fit in a little bit. With I, I thought we would just. Uh, uh, minister to all the drug addicts and the street people because that was my MO. And uh, my wife said, Well, what are you going to do with the children that come? I said, Children? I said, Oh, the only thing I know about children is first they put them in a back room someplace, right? <laughs> my wife said, You're in trouble. So thank God for my wife. She's an extraordinary uh, children's teacher and, uh, and all of that. But uh, we were sitting in a donut shop one day and the end of 2017, and as Dennis said, it's been a couple of years, and uh, uh, Melvin's daughter was getting ready to uh, graduate from high school, and they weren't sure what her plans were exactly, and uh, Melvin wasn't quite sure where the church was going uh, at that time, but uh, speaking the Lord, what, and I asked him, I, we, we left the donut shop, we had come outside, uh, that's where we love to meet for prayer, by the way, the donut shop, and uh, so we came outside, I said, Melvin, December of 2000, I said, would you ever consider maybe us merging our ministries? And he said, you know what? He said, let's talk about that after the first year. So in January, we began talking about it. We did our due diligence, what we call it. We uh, prayed together. We checked our doctrine. We talked with leaders. Uh, we didn't ignore you. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we read a book by uh, Warren Bird. And another brother, Jim something, uh, Tom Thompson. And uh, they point out seven types of mergers. And they chronicled uh, numerous mergers across the nation of all different types. Uh, and so we read that together each week and uh, tried to decide what was best for us. We realized our doctrines were very close. Uh, we didn't have a problem there. Uh, our people uh, are all love uh, the city, love community work. We all do outreaches together. We've done outreaches together even before that, our churches. And so uh, we kind of rallied around that book together. Uh, and kind of towards the... Uh, we, we had an all-church vote from both churches in uh, November 2018. Uh, but before that, we kind of 
talked to our leaders, our denominations, our fellowship, uh, and pastors around the speaking that we respect. Uh, and all of them told us, and the book told us, the merger that rarely ever works is co-pastors. The buck has to stop someplace. Uh, and all of our leaders said, uh, two leaders is a two-headed monster. And so, Melvin, I can't believe how humble this brother is. We are sitting in my office kind of discussing that. He said, Pastor Doug, he said, I don't have any problem coming under you. But I don't want to be called associate pastor. I'll be the executive pastor, and you'll be the lead pastor. And that's what we decided on. But even though those are our titles, we do everything together. You know? But uh, the bug does have to stop something. And I want to say why. why well, first, and, and Douglas, I, I don't have any ulterior motives. Um, and when we talk, you know, when I say something, so I didn't have the ulterior motives of, hey, I'll take this over, or maneuver is like, Hey, I think we should really do this together. Uh, but I, you need to understand this as, a, as, a, as an African-American. Because um, when people say they want to do something with this African-American, usually um, they want to have somebody black join what they're doing. And one of the things I told him, and, and some of you recognize that I, in my hometown, I can't be an awful time. That's just as, as plain as I can put it to him. It's like, I can't do this, and people that know me not know it's genuine. You know, and I'm not doing for what people say, but it has to be a where with a truly missed partnership together. And of course, Doug said I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, but that you know, we didn't have a lot of preconditions, you know, other than what the gospel says. But that was important that he understood that, and I knew he would. But um, it had to be, and I think for our ministries, it had to be truly where they saw us as partners together. Uh, you mean in terms of people in the ministry challenges? Uh, I can't think of a. a t- I think the thing we supposed to say the most often is it works because we want it to work and our ministries want it to work. Then uh, when we voted, it was unanimous of those ministries. So everybody wants it to work. I think the sign for us is that people who are formerly part of our ministry will talk to him. So we talk Sunday night or Monday morning. He'll say, oh, yeah, such and such. You know, what's going on with this person? It's family that I didn't know. Or, and vice versa. Um, I, I, you know, just for some of the families, you know, um, that I've got a chance to sit down and talk to things that maybe Doug didn't know and we've been able to share. So to me, that's the sign of we're truly becoming one church. Yeah. Yeah, as I, I mentioned yesterday, uh, we've kind of agreed to... Uh, in a transparent, loving way, agreed to step on each other's toes. Not just Melvin and I, but our praise. I mean, you can imagine blending the praise to a little different styles and uh, blending that. They're all working that out well. Our, our uh, youth leaders, uh, young adult leaders, uh, uh, brother Melvin's sister and uh, uh, brother-in-law, are, are just great people, and they uh, just raise up our our older youth in a great way, and there's there hasn't been yeah we might still be in a honeymoon <laughs> a little bit we haven't hit any really rough ground but I know things will happen 
add a little things here and there, stepping on toes, but nothing. And like Elvis said, what it is is we all keep saying, uh, no matter what happens as far as stepping on toes or disagreements, that we all keep the goal in mind, which is to become multiracial, multicultural, and to lift up Christ in our community. That's our goal. Even if it's not comfortable to me, that's our goal, and that's what we're going to shoot for. Um, something I probably have is, is not only are we uh, you know, multicultural, but you know, we, we have a will. We have as many 80-year-olds probably as we do as we do uh, 25 and under. Yeah, so uh, we're multi-generational as well, and, and uh, that's a challenge also uh, as we go into the ministries. Um, an 80-year-old African-American, 80-year-old white person have seen the world a lot differently. We have two mothers in the church. You know, a black churches usually have a mother in the church. We have a white 80-year-old and a black 80-year-old, and they are mothers. They are scripturally sound, teaching, loving uh, gals in our church. Mom's my mother, so She's become my surrogate mother. My mother uh, passed at 93, uh, soul water, according to me. Yeah, and the young people now, they, they invite their friends so they kind of come. So you're never really sure who actually considers themselves a member until sometime you're out, and they'll call you their pastor. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've had a couple of youth programs, and again, we can go from 10 to 30 week to week. Um, but uh, even with that, I think one of the things that I told our youth was, uh, you know, and I invest a lot of time is, pastor does the same way. In terms of um, be yourself, love God. Um, you don't have to act like a 50 year old person. So, um, their music, their live music, their style of presenting things. Um, and I would say the whole church really has uh, been accepting of that. Uh, and that was probably what it concerned a lot of the youth is can we still be how we were when we were our church before? And I was like, uh, Pastor does the same thing. And I think he shared that with them. Yeah, and every fifth Sunday we call Youth Sunday. Uh, that's something that uh, came from Melbourne's group that they have. And so we do that. And the youth pretty much uh, take over much of the service and do that. And then uh, I was going to say we went out to Pastor Ben's church with our youth at one time. Uh, kind of blew things away there. Uh, our youth are just on fire when they get together do things. We made all of August this year pretty much youth month. We had a special youth come in and speak on a Sunday morning to the youth. Uh, we had Ben in on a Sunday night with his group. And, uh, we have our community day every August, and that's geared towards youth. We give away uh, a couple hundred backpacks. It's cool spike. We've been doing that for 20 years. Uh, so, yeah. I,
very much so. They keep trying to get, we're right across the street from our offices, so they're always getting Mel to come over there and help them with stuff. Always. Part of a whole other testimony is, again, I was fired from there 14 years ago. Um, they got me back to work as a consultant now. And uh, actually, the, the new city manager privately calls me out about once a week to talk about stuff. So, God has a sense of humor in that, um, and a humility for me. But, um, yeah, um, I was thinking about that question. You know, there's something people wouldn't say to me. Uh, again, and I don't want to underestimate this issue of um, is it a real relationship or no? Are you looking to get something from these, this white guy? Um, because that happens a lot. Um, uh, and so there's something people wouldn't say to me necessarily, but you learn to read people. And so people say, hey, how's it going? How are things going? Um, and again, people know, I, you know, I don't have ulterior motives. And, and I tell the truth, it's, it's going well. And most uh, uh, from city work, city clerks, yeah. and that, uh, we've always lent our church uh, to be a voting venue. And that, they do that all the time. And anything else would be, because we're right next to city hall, uh, our church as well as well. And so we lend that uh, so that we can be community-minded. And most of what I've heard from other pastors that we meet with and uh, uh, city workers is like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, Again, I'm a big part of this. Doug's been in the community for you know, 20 years. He's been in Muskegon Heights. Not let me get the ministry to put so we can move out. What you see is what you get. They they know where we're coming from. We've been there long enough. We can say. Yes. Our what? Success. Well, I told Melvin when we started this that uh, he's a young man <laughs> compared to me. I'm, uh, I'll be 69 in January. And uh, I don't know what that means as far as retirement. I don't think pastors ever retire, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> they, they might transition out of the church to that, but uh, we're like pastors. So I don't know what, uh, what the future holds for us. We don't really have a, a set uh, uh, plan for that. But I told Melvin, it's very possible in the next five or even ten years, he said ten, but, uh, that uh, I could be transitioning and it would fall on his shoulders at that point. And, and actually, we've had these things before we talked about merging in our group. We've talked about this. And when he mentioned that to me, my way of saying it was, uh, again, uh, you always, you know, if you decide you want to do something, Doug likes to travel. Um, he likes to go on the road. Um, he's got some things in mind. And, and say, well, you're going to always need a home church. And so, you know, we give you some kind of fancy, you know, we look at my book of fancy titles and pastor emeritus <laughs> or something, you know, guy that stops in, whatever. We give you some fancy title. But uh, I, I didn't look at it as, well, hey, I'll take this over in a few years. Um, I see this. This is the ministry we're building. And, and even in the past couple of days, just thinking of more to coach, I'm just thinking of manners. We're, we're, and we're in West Michigan where it's black and white. And I'm like, we, we're just a fraction of the way through the door. You know, we start talking about, you know, we got his, my, my sister-in-law is Mexican and, you know, opening the door there. And, uh, you know, we got a niece that came out of the gig and just... I'm like, 
So we're just, I mean, I thank God for what he's doing. Like, man, we, we got to open the store up wider. And people just want to make them space. And so I'm looking at, man, you know, how much more we, we got to do still. Um, so I'm not, I'm not impressed with us in this business. I'm just thinking, man, we, you know, we got to stretch ourselves some more. Now, we do street ministry and we do a lot of community stuff to touch souls and that. But we decided also in the beginning that this first year needs to be really getting to know each other and our congregations and working together before we really start uh, jumping out in a strong way. And, and I just want to emphasize again, Melvin said it, I said it, but uh, we're learning. We're, we're learning. I wish we could tell you everything, but we're learning. Oh, like, uh, is that racial or are they just weird? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I'm 57. 57. You know, the book we follow is called Better Together. And every time, you know, when we talk about it, when we pray about it, we get some bad things. You know, the stuff we do, we can really do it better together. You know, and, and, and that's really what it came to. You know, um, we had, our church had moved from a different neighborhood. Um, and that's so much I can say, but because um, <laughs> uh, when we merged, we didn't have any, we didn't have any liabilities. So there was, uh, when it came to the business, there was, we had moved out of our building three years ago and uh, that was humbling, but so when we merged, we didn't bring any debt, we didn't bring any liabilities, just folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and most of the people I heard from were just like, yeah, it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> most people, I mean, again, everybody said, it won't work, somebody's going to want to dominate. Um, but uh, the book, you know, is really, it really is about us saying uh, we can really do There's more no together. Way this could work. If we didn't have a relationship and humble ourselves before each other on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else? Oh, can't hold it. Oh. Again, this is sort of the honeymoon, and we've talked the last couple months about 
there's some things we need to fix in the ministry. Um, and and if that's, they're not related to race, they're related to just ministry of, we brought two organizations together. You know, there's some things, you know, we met with the deacons, there's some things we want the deacons to do different. There's some things we want the ushers to do, um, the praise teams. And so, but they're not related to race, they're related to bringing two organizations together. And, and again, uh, let me say, I'm always conscious I'm a black man. And so I'm always conscious of how I'm perceived. Uh, and I'm, you know you're white, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, so I'm never not conscious of that, but I'm saying those things going forward, we've talked about we need to work on in the ministry, are about organization. And, uh, I'm not, and I don't want to diminish the race aspect because it's always there. But uh, the faith team and, you know, just regular church stuff. You know, regular center stuff. You know, regular come to church and show up on time stuff. Same stuff that you guys do. Yeah. God gives me takes and he took this and <laughs> left, it, left a little black hair. <laughs> uh, wow. Thank you. I, I got a touch you go on with this for a little bit. Thank you, uh, Melvin and Doug.